right, and uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Um, welcome to Hotel Moment. I'm joined here by Wendy. Wendy, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, hi, I'm, I'm Wendy Kalurgis. How are you today? And I'm the president and CEO of the Greater Miami and the Beaches Hotel Association. Happy to chat with you today, Ray. Thanks, thank you. Uh, great to have you with us. And uh, I guess the easiest way to start is tell us a bit about GMBHA. So I am, I, this, uh, the organization is, um, uh, it's, I think it's like, gosh, started in the in the 80s. And I've been president uh, for over, I think 12, I'm losing track of time. Are you with that, with COVID? <laughs> with everything going like, on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like 12, 12 years, 12 years ago. And, and I, I, I really, I'm so, del I was so, it was the most exciting opportunity to get this job because my background it was working in hotels you know and then and then i i i, I you know how you stray you know, you stray away i i i was i started out cooking in in hotels that's where my first job was um because I, I i went to my did, did my junior year abroad in paris and i studied my mom said and i i'm so glad she said this you got to go to the sorbonne you know, you got to go to Cote Bleu while you're there. Yeah, so yeah. I went to Cote Bleu, you know, and just really loved to cook. My family loved to cook. We ever we had restaurants in Maine, so um, we so it gave me a great opportunity to to learn French cooking, which I really think is the basics of French cooking, classical French cooking. I tell students that all the time. You need to learn the 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 classics, and um, it's just been a really great ride. And so most of my career. Um, unfortunately, while it wasn't cooking here in Miami, because at that time, there really weren't many women cooking in Miami, what was it, 25, 25 plus years ago. And so I ended up getting into catering and conference services. So mm -hmm. I, I became like a director of catering, conference services in, um, uh, uh, Intercontinental Hotel, uh, the Biltmore Hotel, which is a historical property built in 1926. Mm -hmm. Um, probably was my best incredible career, you know, there, as well as the Mayfair Hotel, which was very, very, uh, at that time, it was a luxury property, along with the Grand Bay Hotel, which is a Chica five-star hotel from Italy. Mm. Uh, and this was back in the 90s. And then um, I, I made like a switch because we, uh, Wyndham was coming in to take over the Grand Bay Hotel. Yeah. And the entire, like, all of us on the executive team were like, well, we got to, we got to find another job, you know, cause it, we were, we, you know, when you work in luxury, right. You're like, Oh my God, this is so much fun. We had that club regime, yeah. the club. Yeah. And we had Michael Jackson suite. We had a, a suite for Prince. So this is all the celebrities who come and stay at that hotel. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Pavarotti performed. And I mean, it was just an amazing hotel. So I ended up getting a job and which is really kind of interesting. I, it was my first Monday through Friday job. And it was the uh, uh, president of the Miami City Club, which was a private membership club, very corporate. All the yeah. and you know, it was downtown Miami on the 55th floor of a of the Southeast Bank building. So it was all glass. It was beautiful. It was just a beautiful Monday through Friday club. So that was my first Monday through Friday job. Uh, and then after that, I I ended up. Um, Going to, um, I also opened Delano as food and beverage director, which, is, which was an Ian Traeger property, as you know. Very, very exciting opening. I mean, it, everybody was like, "Oh my God, we find we have Ian Traeger coming to town," you know. And 
the hotel, a gorgeous hotel, gorgeous uh, restoration of a historical property. And just the vibe, the excitement. This was the one hotel that I worked at that it opened full, totally full. Oh. And it never stopped being full. It was full for for year, for months and months and months. And it was crazy because everybody came down from New York over the weekends. And we had a great restaurant. And just the vibe of Ian Schrager's vibe is really um, very exciting. I was, I'm so glad I was able to, to work with him. So then I changed, then I got years later, I ended up being the president of the Miami Beach Chamber of Commerce. I was recruited for it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That, that was after I was at the city club. I said that, okay, so I'll go to the beach. I like, wouldn't mind being on the beach, you know? And so I got that job. I was there for, I think three or four years, because while it was a hospitality really driven chamber of commerce, I missed, I missed, I was missing hotels. I was missing being yeah. in hotels. So I was a member of the hotel association that I run now, and my predecessor announced his retirement. And I knew everybody on the board, and I didn't even think about, you know, I knew Stu was retiring, but I didn't think, oh God, should I go after that job? And then I. Yeah. My husband actually said, you should go after that job. So I went after, I, 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 I knew the board members. They were like, are you kidding? You want to come? Yeah, no, no, no. We'll hire you. So it's just. Um, How fun. Know, and what was, I got some good advice because, you know, I followed someone that started it, founded the organization, hmm. had a lot of advocacy, government relations with the state level and the, and the local level. And I was kind of like, what do I, you know, how do I follow his footsteps? What am I going to, what do I do? You know, and I talked to my friend um, who is with um, PwC, Scott Berman. He's a he hospity, hospitality industry analyst for everywhere. And, you know, he's, and he, you know, he gave me great advice. He said, Wendy, don't talk about the chamber job. Talk about your hotel career when yeah. you go into these hotels. And that's like, that was so commonsensical, but it really, to this day, I still talk about my career. And, 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 and I, what I did was I reached out to all the hotels on the mainland because most of the beach hotels were already in the organization. Mm. So I went yeah. into airport hotels, limited service. You know, at that time, there were very few luxury hotels here when I started. Um, and we've grown significantly with, with luxury. Mm. But really just getting to know the GMs and everything. And, and one of the things that, that we did is we added a considerable amount of events. You know, I, I would go into hotels and do directors or sales panels. I would do panels with the airport director and the port director and just, just get the industry more engaged in the, ho with events through the hotels. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I was just saying, so it actually leads to a great question, which was how have you guys kind of kept that engagement going now with everything going on? There's so much changeover happening. So many um, Zooms. We, yeah, a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of the, you know, a lot of conversations. A lot of webinars, and, a lot. Yeah, and to that point, um, uh, FAU uh, recently released, okay. of course, a study that they did on okay. that and about um, how the industry itself has seen such a change where um, you know, the, the senior people who have been in the industry, myself, my background uh, is in hospitality. I did it for a decade. Um, with the pandemic, I transitioned into a new role. So now I'm, I left the industry into a supplier side instead, uh, still working with hotels. And, you know, to your point, uh, you leave hotels, but you can't really leave hotels because, you know, we all love hospitality. We love, you know, it's what we, we do and we did. And 
Um, so on that end, it's interesting seeing that that really kind of became the norm, though, is that a lot of people did change. A lot of people did leave the industry. And um, so have you guys kind of seen that impact on your side and create um, both the challenge of staffing, training? Um, really, it's the whole world of driving engagement now as well. Um, how's that changed for, for your membership? Yeah. And I mean, I didn't even know what Zoom was until what was what was it March 13th or 14th of that year, yeah. that year. And I, I didn't even know what a Zoom was. So we just really started, you know, the first thing that we had to do, Ray, and I'm sure you'll appreciate this, is everybody was freaking out. The, the, oh, the yeah. general managers. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we have, we have a board of 35, 29 are hotel GMs or managing directors, right? And then mm -hmm. we have the port director and the airport director, American Airlines, um, and all the schools. Like we have FIU dean of Chapman School. We had uh, my we have Miami Day calls. So we have education and operators, and a couple of owner reps, which we started yeah. to incorporate because because our chair is also. Uh, she used to be in operations, Florencia Tabini from MDM Group, but they're building. She's now in development, so she's converted from operations to development with MDM because yeah. uh, they're doing the Marriott World Center project, fifteen hundred rooms, and they're going to move to move forward with it. But it was so government driven. The guidelines, as you know, you know from you know that the government went. You know they they started moving uh -huh. forward on what are we going to allow, what are we not going to allow, what are the guidelines going to be, and it was kind of comical on these Zooms when we get on the Zoom because they had a hotel task force with the county mayor, right? And then all, someone all of a sudden mentioned, oh, well, what is the White House doing? And then what are what is Wynn Resort doing? So we all, well, then we all got the guidelines of Wynn, you know, to help. Yeah. So we got the Wynn Resort because we figured they have everything, right? And their guidelines, which they do, they had every single, like, detail. Take, yep, take sure. stuff out of that, right? Take stuff out of that with our hotel GMs. And put it together because we, the mayor was putting this together for all the industries, restaurant, um, uh, retail, mm -hmm. arts and culture. He was doing the whole new normal handbook and he didn't, he didn't know the industry that well. So we, we, we had to look at, oh my gosh, so many nights I would be up so late with the, with these guidelines, putting them together and, you know, really trying to keep, to be involved with the, the hotel GMs, uh, mostly on our board and, and, what do we do with this? Mm -hmm. Okay, six foot distance. You know, the CDC guidelines. We have to take those guidelines and then elaborate on them, like you know, with banquets. You know, the details of, of, of how many for they can do for weddings and and all of that. And then the masks and then the sanitation and then the the, the decals on the floors and this and that. We we converted a, a lot of that into webinars. Like mm -hmm. we would have a one of our first webinars was with architects and designers. Because we figured we need that, you know, yeah, and that's, that's really yeah. through the through the help of our hotel GMs and and also just thinking about the brands that we have, like Marriott, mm -hmm. Hyatt, Hilton. We'd look at all their stuff. They were, you know, great models for us, obviously. But then, you know, with the luxury properties, you got to go a little bit more in depth, right? With even for before, sure. what kind of chairs are going to be in the like the I found the chains took the furniture out, right, of the lobby. Yep. And then the luxury, yeah, oh, they put in a nice little cute little couch or, you know, something fun so two people could sit, you know, or something like that. Yeah. It was very, yeah. it, and we had some top, we had some top architects and designers and engineers on this, on these panels that we really, we were getting people from other countries watching our, watching our Zooms. It was really, oh, yeah. it was really I'm fun. Sure. It was, yeah. And that's, it was really, I would say that that's a smart way to approach it though, too, because that is,
I mean, to that point, all of us looked at uh, a lot of the fo conversations focused on the health side and um, how do we help business continue to grow? But to your point, it's the aesthetics, it's the architecture, because there's so many nuances um, in the industry that it does create that level that you have to really kind of figure out what areas can you adjust and um, still create that atmosphere for guests, but exactly. also create that safety for them as well. Yeah, uh, so definitely. And food uh, and beverage, food and beverage, I think really, I think still needs to be worked out, you know, like banquets, like the banquet menus oh, yeah. and things, because I, you know, we're in the, you know, right now we're still, you know, the governor lifted all the orders, but we are still wearing masks. Like, you know, we, we, the hotels are, are asking their guests to wear masks. And, um, I know I, I can, I was like at an event this morning and everybody was wearing masks and it was under a tent outside, but everybody was still wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Cause I just, I mean, we're all getting vaccinated by the way. And so, but, but I just feel more comfortable right now because how do you know they got vaccinated? You know, how do you really know? Yeah, <laughs> you know? And it's, it's that safety. And um, I, I mean, a lot of people kind of feel like a safety. Like you think about it, you know, a lot of people embraced it to the point that uh, even my wife, she has um, masks that actually coordinate with her outfits at times. Oh, yeah. Or she has a light up mask that just changes fun colors and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's all those, those thought processes that we've all invested so much into this uh, concept. Yeah, see, yeah. Oh, fun. There you go. So yeah, so like your mask there. You have two different designs there. Uh, different ways to use it. So that it's that, that thought process that we've all kind of adopted. This has kind of become part of our safety blanket. It's a normal normalcy in some ways. But um, to that point, how have you kind of seen the shift happen? Um, you touched on the food and beverage aspects of it, but have you, have you seen that change even just in the restaurants? Um, do you find that um, servers are even carrying tablets out to the beaches for ordering or poolside or how yeah, is that really adjusted? Of, um, yeah, a lot of technology. Absolutely. You know, and I, I, I think that um, the, the, like the, what do I want to call them? Not, not fast food because it's not, not fast food, but the, what's, what's great, the trend in just new restaurants too, is they're, they're more like, you know, delicious. Like you pick up the pouch, you pick up, you know, and mm, you just gotcha. eat it. You know, yeah, yeah, and okay. I think that's I think that's just booming. I think that's going to be uh, keep on going. And I think a lot of the hotels are partnering with local restaurants that do that for their lobby to put them in the lobby like that. That whole like food service, plated service for like lunch. I mm -hmm. I think that's going to that that's kind of not around that around that much anymore. You know, unless you're going into a, a restaurant, obviously. Yeah, of course. But 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 everything is in a in the bowls and. I know that, and I love to, you know, you know, see what the Lowe's, the Lowe's has a great, they work with local, you know, restaurants. So that's so yeah. cute that they have that. And, and just the way in which you serve hors d'oeuvre, you know, I'm, I'm doing my first live event in June mm -hmm. and I, and I, I'm being a foodie, I'm kind of like, we were going to do an event in January, but we, um, we had this tropical storm coming, so we canceled it. But yeah. what I thought was kind of cute was, and it was a Swire Hotel out of Hong Kong. It was East Miami. They were gonna they were gonna do a box, like a little cute little box with mm -hmm. four hors d'oeuvres in it, and and give the person the box so they could go back to the, you know, because nobody yep. wants to. I mean, or, or I think past hors d'oeuvres are gonna have to be really, really totally reinvented. Yeah, you know? it is. And it's uh, actually over the pandemic, I actually got married. And that was one of the things we had to Did address you? was how do we do that? So, so and, where, and it's, where you know, was your wedding? Where did you get um, married? Yeah, it was actually at a, um, a barn uh, venue out just outside of uh, Seattle. 
Um, so we had got there with some family and friends nice. there. So yeah. So, but it was rethinking about how do we um, still provide food, but create it in that safety, you know, to that point, it's how do we do a banquet essentially? Uh, my wife's a hotelier as well. So for us, oh, we good. both put on our hotel hat and said, well, how do we do this? Um, and ultimately, <laughs> you know, to your point, in, it was, what did she do in hotels? Um, she's a regional director of sales. Oh, great. Um, so, great. Yeah, because so yeah, it's she's really hard to, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I'm still not there yet. You know, to, having come from a catering background and cooking, mm -hmm. I just, I think this whole individual, you know, like these glass, little like this, the skinny glasses mm -hmm. that have like gazpacho in it or yeah. soups, which you've been exactly. doing for, for a while. Stuff like that, that's just yours. You own it and nobody else touches it and stuff. I think I think that's gonna be the new way. I mean, I think it should be. It's, it's actually like cleaner, it's more sanitary and it's fun, mm -hmm. it's fun. Yeah, and, that's a, yeah so, and we did it to that style you were mentioned with the hotels that we did you now some of the box, small boxes and then um, for some of the stuff we did individual uh, cups with it. So they were covered and kept that way. And so everybody had their own space and had their own areas, set the families together and um, those that shared the household and really just kind of had to really do a lot more planning in that side. Yes. Um, so yes. from a corporate side, it's interesting because obviously um, normally, you know, we have our uh, setups being, you know, for conferences, two per six is typically what right. you would see for most meetings. Um, now it's a one per six where now you're, you know, adjusting how you have to set up and um, really be able to provide the, provide that space, but normally you know you'd move to rounds for your meal. Well, you can't really do that now. Um, but how do you create that that cohesive environment still that everybody looks for in meetings? So, um, I mean, that's definitely going to be an interesting uh, pivot for our industry to see how we can adjust and make things work where people can still have meals together that are traveling from across the world, across the country, to have these conferences and meetings. Um, it's still in a safe environment. So, definitely a lot yeah. to see and. Um, it's where a lot of our pioneers in our industry are going to put on their out of the box thinking to find these ways to do this. And, um, so in some ways it's, it's a challenging time for industry, but also an exciting time to see how the industry is going to grow and change, um, and adapt to these different things and really, um, you know, put on these, uh, new thinking caps to yeah, think no, about how we're going to do this. Yeah. New thinking caps is right. Cause they, they do, they need to do that and they're doing it and it's more thoughtful. There's more different, you know, really thoughtful things going on too in, in the hotels. And I, but I do think that the conference meeting, um, what's the word I want? Peace uh, for yeah. hotels. It's definitely, we really have to really be fun with the food and beverage end of it. I think it has to be creative and, and, you know, really look like, oh yeah, this is all mine. This is my food, you know, yeah. and just really, yeah, because I think I think that's been a challenge anyway, you know, and that's where the a lot of revenue. Remember, I remember when coffee a gallon. You're gonna you're gonna laugh when I tell you what the price was when I eighteen dollars a gallon. That was so that's a steal of a deal <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> but that was back in the like nineties. It was eight, and, huh. and, and people thought, and that was expensive back then. They were, you know, everybody would always complain about the coffee price, right? It's yeah. so what funny. What would you say the average you find now, just to, to throw a ballpark figure out there? In, uh, Do you want to know what? I, $65 a gallon. 65 okay. Yeah, so my last property, right? I think we were at $45. Um, so yeah. for, for a gallon of coffee, people are like, well, can I just get the gallon from Starbucks and bring it in? They're like, no, unfortunately, <laughs> that's outside catering. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Um, but yeah, so I, and I guess on that end, um, really kind of looking forward then what would you see projection wise for the Florida market and uh, or for the greater Miami beach market there anyways um, oh, yeah, and see I, kind of I for know. your, 
for your futures you guys are thinking yeah i got well and also um for my the panel i was moderating this morning since it was real estate i i actually um just just to share with you the hotel occupancy i mean my i don't i don't know ray what happened how did we get to be so busy so fast miami and florida yeah miami and florida are doing very very well and it was just like we didn't even plan it i mean we had no first of all we didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow for over a year right what's going to what tomorrow will bring so we're just they're busy everybody we didn't we didn't you know downtown the downtown properties downtown bristol busy um the lead the beach you know properties obviously busy with a lot of leisure but also you've got like you know w hotel and lowe's hotel mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. marriott that are on the water that are doing meetings they've got they've got business wow. during the week so it's really this rebirth of, of of just and i and i you know in the beginning the Hyatt and the Intercontinental, those are the two biggest mm-hmm. properties downtown. They were very, very, it was very slow. And I, in my mind, I was like, okay, we've got, they've got to get more business. We've got to get more business into their hotels because I was worried about, I was just worried about everybody. And, and the airport hotels too were slow. Remember when, you know, there weren't that many flights coming in. So, yeah. the, they, so and a lot of the limited service brands were very, very slow. And now everybody's busy. I mean, I'm like, everybody is busy, you know, and I hope the summer is good to us, and I think it will be. But you are seeing now meetings, meetings in the hotels. The weekends are leisure, and the weekends, you mm-hmm. know, even downtown, they have. We have so much stuff downtown now. You know, restaurants and cultural organizations that they are much busier than busier than I thought they would ever be. So here we are, Miami Dade hotel occupancy across Miami Dade is seventy two percent, which um, oh, is twenty percent higher than last year. And Revpar, which I'm sure you love, Rev Revpar, yeah. is 103.7% up. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, I was going to say, it just shows about our industry and um, how it can rebound. I think that the term that I've heard most commonly now is that it's, uh, I believe they're calling it revenge travel. Uh, well, all that pent up travel demand is there, which is nice. It's great for the industry. Great to see this bounce back you know it is um you know to our earlier uh, conversation before we got started here is that we get the ability to work from home now um so for a lot of people if you can work from a hotel you can travel more you can um, extend your stay and stay longer uh, if you decide that you know what i really like this hotel i'm going to stay here longer um, which is great it's all great things for the properties and great uh, ways for our industry to continue to bounce back and um, still continue to grow and develop so that's huge to see um and i know i it's like uh, the luxury to have really taken i mean they like so many new yorkers you know mm-hmm. lots in philadelphia mostly a lot of new yorkers came down for and they had extended stays you know with adjoining bedrooms kids and uh and they set up their offices in the in the suite it's, it's like it's incredible yeah definitely well and and um, of course being in the industry the the wife and i also when we travel we do that same thing we get a suite because both of us work from home um, so both of us have the ability that we need to be on calls at the same time. So we have to be in different areas. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting um, change to our industry that um, there's a lot, lot larger of a focus going that direction than there was previously, um, where now people kind of took it for granted that, ah, you know, I could go stay, go travel versus now if they want to. Um, and the great part for us as uh, being in the industry is that you want to encourage that. You want to be out there. I mean, the people that are going to lead this change should be people from our industry who are showing that, hey, we're going to be out there traveling because we feel like it's 
uh, enough safety precautions have been taken that we can feel safe and comfortable doing this. So definitely uh, on that. In fact, actually, I'm traveling next week for um, an in-person mixer as well. Um, so I'm uh, finding myself on the road, being out there as well, wanting to make sure that uh, we're, we're definitely um, showing that this is, this is a safe time to travel and to get back out there. So, um, but I did want to touch on too is the staffing piece. I was uh, on a, a panel recently that uh, one of the conversations they had was geared towards how the minimum to get somebody to go to work nowadays um, and you have an interest to even apply for it. Uh, they've had to raise their minimum wage from being, you know, $14 an hour or $15 an hour for a housekeeper up to 18, 19, beyond that. Um, have you, how has your constituents seen that the staffing impact for their? Yeah, the same, the, you know, the exact same thing that you were saying is, you know, I think the probably the hardest job during COVID was housekeeping. Yeah. I mean, any, anyone mm -hmm. that had to go into the rooms, right? The, the bellmen and women, the engineers and the housekeepers. Because you're going into someone's room, are they are they masked? Are they you know? It, 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 I think that was really tough, really really tough. And I do think that exactly what you're saying that that a, a lot of our properties and we've been on many calls with our HR directors and and whatnot. But but they the wage is going up. They wait. They're doing they're doing you know they're they're adding more you know to the wage, which I think is very important. And also. Um, and, and this kind of applies to most of the hourly employees and, and they are, um, getting back. I mean, it's getting a little bit better with staffing. More people are coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think some of them are waiting too. I mean, they have their, they have unemployment, they have benefit, you know, they're getting benefits and, and whatnot. I think they're just waiting because they, you know, it, they had to be working in a hotel that, which is probably the one of the hardest jobs during yeah. the beginning of COVID, especially like when, when the city was kind of shut down, but some hotels were open, you know, yeah, it was, sure. uh, and I, and I also, uh, you know, want to share with you that we, we are, we are very fortunate to have great hospitality schools. So Miami mm -hmm. Dade college is, uh, has a wonderful training program. They've been having them for years, you know, front desk, um, housekeepers, engineers. So they're, you know, they're very busy you know, recruiting um, students to participate. And we're also working with a lot of not-for-profits, right? That have oh, nice. people that yeah. are eligible, that are eligible to be trained and, and go to work. So that's kind of exciting. I think that's a really, um, it's a really exciting um, uh, time right now because it mm -hmm. has been very, very challenging. Everybody has the same story about staffing. It was, it's on the national news all the time now and, and you know, in the restaurants yeah. as well and cooks too. So, so we're, you know, we're really, um, I think the worst is over in that situation because I think everybody kind of just realized, well, this is, you know, this is, this is, it's, this is what we need and, and let's, and let's go for it. We have in there. And plus the business is more constant. Like it's not right. like they have to worry yep. about next week or, you know, during the week versus the weekend. It's a very um, consistent um, you know, rhythm. There's a good rhythm going on right now. Definitely, definitely, yeah. And um, CoStar, of I course, does the STR report, and yeah, definitely, yeah. it's always focused on top markets are Miami, Tampa, the move, Florida in general, really. Um, it, I really, it's just the, the happening there. Kind so it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's definitely rebounding there, um, which has been exciting to see, and definitely. Um, great to see because I think a lot of the country is going to start looking, you know, at what you guys are doing there um, to see how, you know, as we move forward, continue to ramp up, 
um, to your point, it's this uh, quick rush of people coming back to hotels and hotels saying, okay, what, you know, what do I do now? How do I you know, uh, get back on my feet and keep track of all this happening? Um, and try to find that consistency because it has been one of those things in our industry has known that we have our ups and downs. We have our peaks and valleys. Um, and right now that peak and valley is very quick uh, to switch week by week. We don't know next week's going to bring us necessarily as confidently um, unless it is sometimes in settings of resorts and such like that. Our people are planning a little further out in your booking window. Um, but for the major metropolitan, metropolitan cities, you don't see that quite nearly as that same robustness. So um, definitely a uh, interesting time to, to do. And um, to your point, it's been great to see people returning. I know one of the things that um, a friend of mine from Wyndham uh, mentioned too, that he saw on some of his properties, he's based over here on the West Coast, but uh, was that the challenges from some of the uh, line level employees was that they didn't have access to childcare uh, because with COVID going on, childcare is still adjusted for daycares and such. So that's presented another challenge too, beyond just the salary exactly. piece. Is that, yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, so it's definitely created some some interesting challenges with those. Everybody's trying to learn how to adapt to this um, and try to figure out what works. Um, I did want to end um, on a couple items here. So uh, real quick, if you have uh, just kind of three big takeaways for the team, for anybody on uh, whether that's, you know, ways to help retain staffing or any inventive ideas you've seen um, from, from the, your constituents there. I think that, I mean, I really think that it's still the, the best uh, industry to work in. I mean, I really, there's just so many opportunities here uh, in Miami with, we have so much growth of new hotels as well, you know, and I think it, it's just a great, it's just so, it's just a great, you know, I think that we're in a place where we're, we're feeling so much better. We're, we're, we're confident that things are definitely, definitely going to be better and very quickly. We're, we're almost where we, where we were. Once we get the cruise industry back, we'll, we'll be kind of, everything's open now. And um, it's a great career because you can start, you can start anywhere. You can start, you know, in housekeeping. You can start. You can be a, a doorman or woman. You can be a cook, whatever. But and then you can you can stay that. You can also excel not only in that area, mm -hmm. as well as um, there's hotel development. That's another career that's really yeah. really great because we have so many developers here now and so many projects, new projects here. That's exciting. So definitely, I wouldn't definitely. get the worst is definitely over, you know. And it's really everybody is. Um, just getting back. And I think the family, everybody who has kids, they're, they're comfortable in school. You know, everybody, we all had different stress going mm -hmm. on. You know, mm -hmm. if you had small kids in school, they're at home and now the schools are opening back up and everything. So I, I take this, I recommend everybody just think about what they learned, you know, what they learned during COVID and what their takeaway is. I mean, how they want to, you know, do, you know, work, work in the industry with a positive attitude because I think everybody who wants to work back, come back to work wherever they work, they would do it because they, they, they want to, they miss yeah, it. They, definitely. They miss it. Definitely. Well, and we definitely appreciate the optimism there. Um, so one quick other item did want to touch on as well is of course you have a, a quite the collection of cookbooks behind you. Um, what was your favorite dish you cooked uh, while uh, during the pandemic? Oh my gosh. Well, a lot of, um, like, like, like stews, because, you know, you put like coco oh, van, yeah. mm -hmm. and then also, um, and my kids made me this good, but I love to make fish soup. So, you know, because you, and you go, you get, and by the way, great shopping, you know, wild pork, you know, wild pork, that company, 
when they have heard, incredible yeah. mm-hmm. from Argentina. So yeah. everything's frozen, but it's all fresh frozen. So you can get mussels, you can get shrimp, you can get anything that you want. And it's all delicious tuna. The fish is so good. The lamb, everything's delicious. So, so you, you make a fish soup. You can just decide what you want to put in it. These, they were tended to be tomato based with garlic and fresh herbs. I, my kids had planted a garden for me in the backyard. So I had fresh rosemary and basil and Italian parsley. And I love my garden now. You know, there's just That's so fun. many takeaways. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, definitely. Good. We've had, I would say we've had some friends definitely take up gardening more um, because it, with everything going on, you have a little more time on your hands to tend to things like that, where um, it, they find different passions, different ways to, to spend their energy that they may not have realized before. So, um, well, Wendy, definitely appreciate the optimism and everything you shared. Of course, the industry Thank is going you, through Ray. a huge change. So uh, it's great to have leaders like yourself helping lead that charge and uh, bring that positivity to everybody. Um, and so on that much. note, I was actually going to share with everybody as well that, um, so we're actually going to have a, um, a deep dive uh, into the staffing crisis uh, for, uh, that we're hosting here at Hotel Moment. Um, so the panel is actually going to have different industry leaders, um, including uh, Dr. Uh, Ricci there from FAU oh, is going to be great. part of our, yeah, so part of our, our panel there. He's great. Um, so we'll actually have those on May 25th and May 27th. So just coming oh, up good. here in a couple of weeks. So um, definitely uh, a huge, huge event. We would love for Everybody join in and uh, listen we'll in wherever they can. We'll yeah, definitely it. appreciate that, Absolutely. Wendy. Well, uh, again, definitely appreciate the time there and uh, having you join us. And uh, yeah, we'll and look uh, forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, we look forward to it as well. <laughs> All right, have a great Thank day. You. Thanks again. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.